This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Opta stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match day with FanDuel and just for Homesdale radio listeners we've got an extra special offer right now when you sign up use the promo code PALACE that means if you don't make money in your first contest FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to £10 so go to FanDuel.co.uk and use the promo code PALACE to grab the offer now what are you waiting for? Terms apply over 18s only please play responsibly Homestyle Radio Preview Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk, the next generation of fantasy football. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the new HOL Radio Preview Podcast. Throughout the season, we will become part of your Friday morning commute with 30 minutes of the finest Crystal Palace previewing around. That's right, I said 30 minutes, which means somehow we need to find a way to stop Gel's monologues, Nick's incessant punning, Lucy from talking about Damien Delaney and Patrick from doving all over the place. Lord Lombardo, help us. Initially, as we play around with a format, more than Pardew plays around with our front line, in order to find out what works best, and let's be honest, we're probably going to end up more like Sacco up top at Villa Park last season than Andy Johnson versus Brighton. <laughs> this structure, <laughs> the structure of this preview pod will start with Pardew's press conference. We'll talk about the upcoming fixture from a Palace perspective, any pressing the CPSC topics that have arisen since the Sunday radio show, and then we will talk briefly to a fan from the opposition about their thoughts on the match. I say briefly, as I think there is only a limited amount of time in which I can listen to a May United fan with a London accent before I want to rip my eardrums out. We will attack you with some stats at the end and the predictions, our predictions for the match. Joining me on this very first preview podcast to offer that expert opinion on Crystal Palace versus West Brom, I have HOL Radio veteran and Wurzel Punnage himself, Nick Gillard. Hello, Nick. Hello. You're all right. You, you've been, you're, you're recently out of music, uh, university, aren't you? 
Oh, no, 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 long well, time. Well, the structure of this podcast is, is have like written a dissertation? I did, I wrote an essay. <laughs> I, if only that was true, I'm at least 10 years out of university. But, the pun man himself, give me a baggies related pun straight off the cuff. Um, well, hopefully later on we'll be um, arguing about Tony Pullis. Um, the commuters will be um, will be driving to work very early in the morning, so it will be handbaggies at dawn. <laughs> very good. And Tav Sanasi, hello, Tav. Hello. Tav used to, used to or still does work in the club shop? Used to. Used to. Is it used true to. that in Pullis's time at Palace, we sold more baseball caps than the New York Yankees? It sounds about right, to be honest. I don't know how many times I've refilled those caps, actually. <laughs> Too many times. Well, congratulations on moving to wherever you've gone. With the, with the introduction out of the way, all that is left for me to say is that you should subscribe, subscribe to both our podcasts by visiting holradio.net forward slash subscribe. Homestyle Radio, Freeview Podcast, sponsored by fanjewel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Alan Pardew's press conferences come once, sometimes twice a week. A bit like my sex life. I'm rarely disappointed, <laughs> unlike my sex life. Before Nick, Nick Tab and I get started, let's hear, hear some of the excuses. Sorry, I mean highlights of what Alan Pardew had to say in his pre-press match conference today. We're not perhaps where we would like to be for the first game with everybody, but um, the first uh, the first group uh, has had a good pre-season and looks strong. It's like all things, this window has been particularly tricky uh, because uh, the new TV deal. It's not so much the players, the agents have been terrible really in the background, getting involved with players that are not even their own and trying to take uh, players off other agents. It's all been a bit messy. Uh, and that's where I think we all are at the moment. But, you know, I'm dictated to by my board and there is no deal done, as far as I'm aware, that, uh, can, uh, that, that can happen. But, you know, he's, uh, he's a player that I don't want to lose. But if I lose him, um, I'm going to have to replace him with like. So we just want to tell our fans that... Um, from the point we are last season, losing in the cup final, there is only one way for us, and that's to improve, to get better. And there's been a lot of changes at this football club over the summer, and there's going to be a lot more before we kick off. And change is good. And sometimes um, it takes a while. This is, a, this is going to be a team in transition, I think, this season. So our league position might be slightly affected by that. But the, when we come out the other side, I hope to think uh, we're going to be better for it. Right, so that was Alan Pardew um, making excuses and um, talking about why we haven't signed a striker. Um, so that makes our discussion about the weekend's lineup um, a little bit easier. But we'll start off with a, probably the most unheard or most undecided position in the team. Who, who are we going for? Wayne Hennessy or Mandanda or indeed Julian Speroni? Uh, Tav? Well, I think it's pretty much straightforward in my eyes because Wayne Hennessy, he saw, he's had he's had most of the game at Valencia on the weekend, which he played quite well and he made quite a few good saves. And then Steve Mandanda, he's only played at Farnborough on Monday. It was the mighty, the mighty Farnborough. The might, yeah, the mighty Farnborough. Let's not forget they are a great team. Let's not forget that 
main factor. They're an amazing team. They've got a great strike force. Um, but on the <laughs> serious note, strike force than ours. <laughs> probably they probably do to be honest. Um, but um, I don't think he's quite up. To, I mean, goalkeepers don't need that much in terms of fitness. But I don't think he's match ready yet. I think give him another week or so, he may be in contention to sort of fight with Hennessy for that starting place. I think Speroniez per last season will be featured out more. He won't really be playing as much, um, which is quite an unfortunate thing, but it's something which he's sort of come used to, I think. Mm. Um, so I think that it's definitely going to be Hennessy on Saturday. OK. Um, talking of goalkeepers, today at the time of recording, which is the 11th of August, it's Nigel Martin's 50th birthday today. Would he get in our squad today? Not at his age, but yeah, <laughs> right. yes, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I think we can all agree there. Um, are we are we ready for the league to start without um, you know one fit striker? Are we ready for it, Tab? I think we're more ready than I thought we were going to be because after the likes of Wimbledon and Fulham, I thought we weren't going to be ready whatsoever. I thought there was no chance whatsoever. But I think on Saturday against Valencia, I sort of thought. It's not as bad as I thought it's going to be. I mean, we're not in the best position we want to be. I mean, Pardew said in his pre-match press conference, um, it's a consolidation season for us. It's sort of just trying to focus on getting the team better as a unit. Um, I mean, it's, sometimes it's quite worrying because um, if you think about it, we're in, in the league that we're in and the signings that have been made across the league this season, this summer, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough season. So I think we are going to have to sort of be ready for it from the word go. I think the fact that we've got the main spine of our team still, we haven't lost too many players. We've lost Gale. We haven't lost Balassi yet. They, I mean, it's still feasible, though highly unlikely. But he, he could start up. And we know that they like to play him up front sometimes. So, you know, we're not, we're not short of strikers yet as of quarter past seven on a, on a Thursday evening. <laughs> OK, well, we'll go straight into Balassi then. £25 million's a lot of money, isn't it, Nick? By their hand off, hold out for 30 I don't know. Who knows? It's good good well, business. Um, it has to be said that um, I think it was mentioned on Sunday's show about Doug, Dougie sort of recognising player for what he is. I actually think that uh, he'll go to Everton and flop because flop? I, I don't think they'll have the patience that Palace fans have had with his time where he's not been on the ball and, well, come on, he's going to do a bit of brilliance soon and we were all right, we were comfortable with that in the Championship. OK, um, so... Tav, do you think the Chinese owners of Everton, do you think that they're letting Ronald Koeman pick the players that he thinks he can get the most out of? Or do you think one of those Chinese owners loves playing with Yannick Balassi on FIFA and said sign him at any cost? <laughs> I think that's probably half the truth in it. For, for, what, for what he is, I think the money that we're getting is quite a good decent amount of money, going back to the point made earlier. Um, but I think Ronald Koeman, he's got a list of players which he knows can do something together. I think he's been given a part of him going to Everton was he wanted an X amount budget. I thought he's not going to get that budget. Everton won't do much this season, but I've been proved wrong. The signings though, they're making, I mean, they've lost John Stones, but they're signing, they've signed Ashley Williams. They're going to sign Yannick Balassi. I don't know whether they'll all sort of gel together, but I think he's trying to formulate a team which can do something more than Everton have been doing. So I think Yannick Bless would be a good addition to what they've got there. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, I think Yannick, um, the player that turned up at Palace, uh, what would we now, four years ago now, almost to the day, 
looks very rough, very raw. And at every point where I thought he couldn't get any better, he did get better. So maybe this move, big move, big money might react well to it and um, take that next step on that perhaps that he can't make if he stays at Palace. But um, either way, I'll be glad to see him go. I love turning up and seeing what he does week in, week out, beating players with skill. I'll never forget that turn on Christian Eriksen. But, um, but I think for 25 million plus and potential another 5 million, and them offering him reportedly a £20 million contract, um, I think is a no-brainer on all situations. So, um, yeah, we'll be glad to see him go. But if he does leave, Tav, what's your favourite Balassi moment? My favourite Balassi moment? Um, I think it's got to be that game up at Sunderland. I think that was one of the most amazing attacking performances from him I've ever seen he just scored out of no out of nothing to be honest I mean I remember the um, ball from Scott Dan reaching him I thought what the hell is going on here we shouldn't be he shouldn't be playing as well he's playing okay Nick just the fact that he played with a smile all the time all the time always seems to have a smile on his face and uh, yeah and the selfies he did with the crowd what game was that uh, was that the Reading quarterfinal away? No, right, Spurs. Yeah. Spurs yeah. quarterfinal. I think it was, but it was the it was the unexpected. The the old um, cliche is that Yannick doesn't know what he's doing. Um, <laughs> manages to get something out of it. Just says it all really, and it's you're almost with, with him going. You want a fiver off your season ticket or a fiver off a match because you've lost sort of that much of a percentage worth of entertainment value, as it were. Yeah. I thought um, Palace fan and comedian Mark Steele put out a really nice tweet that says, I adore Balassi. He smiles when he scores and he smiles with equal charm when slicing it over the burger bar. <laughs> I, hope it, I hope Everton appreciate that. Um, right, so we're going to move on now. And this is, we have a West Brom fan who we have um, pre-recorded with. Um, <laughs> his name is Andy Jones and he is from the London Baggies Fan Club. And he told us what we can expect from West Brom on Saturday. I'm expecting uh, Palace to have most of the ball. Balassi always played quite well against us. Obviously, you've got Zaha, got a lot of other good attacking players as well, like Kabayi. I imagine Palace have most of the ball. Pulis, as you know, will set up not to lose. Um, we'll play four centre-halves across the back. We'll probably play two holding midfielders and lump the ball forwards to Rondon to chase. Our goal threat will purely be set pieces, I think. And I think it's a matter of whether or not Palace can score and then draw us out of our defensive mindset. Well, that all sounds familiar. We also asked how West Brom's transfer business has gone. If you take a pragmatic look, and let's face it, he's as pragmatic as they come, we've got the oldest squad in the division. We've had three or four failed managers in a row after Roy Hodgson when we got to 11th, 10th and then 8th under Steve Clark. Uh, we had Alan Irving, Pepe Mel, they didn't work. He came in, steadied the ship. Uh, got an old squad. We we failed in a lot of the transfer windows to get the targets we want. Berahino should really be the jewel in the crown, but he's obviously been unsettled and unhappy for a while. And Pulis is managing resources. But on the flip side, we are in the bottom two last year for possession, shots on goal and goal scored. Um, and you have to ask, if you're a fan of a football team that doesn't have the ball, doesn't shoot and doesn't score, whether you're supporting Barnet or Barcelona or even West Brom, you're really not going to enjoy it. Eight games last season now of 38, we didn't actually have a shot on target. And they weren't against the big teams either. Villa at home didn't have a shot on target. I mean, to play these teams and not have a shot on goal. 
it, it really tests the patience. Um, in terms of transfer business, we've only brought in Matt Phillips, he who scored that screamer for QPR against Palace last season, um, and that's it. We've let Sessegnon go, who was unpredictable but creative at least, which is short term, which is in short supply of us. Uh, Victor and HV was um, a useful target man, though rarely ever fit. And James Chester, who the most bizarre of all Tony Pulis' signings is supposedly on the way um, to Aston Villa so lost three players only one's come in old squad considerably weaker a little bit of a lot of simmering annoyance at the club and Pulis um, Pulis for the top style of play the club for not really investing in a way that we'd like them to and it's starting to cheer me in Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. That cheer me up no end here. Um, at least we're not West Brom fans. And finally, we asked his opinion on Sado Berahino. Sado. It's a really sad thing because it's, it's rare that you get, especially in the Premier League, it's rare that you get a player come through the youth team of any of the kind of the mid-level clubs who's a real star, you know, especially a goal scorer. Everyone loves a homegrown hero. And we really hoped that he'd be that. You know, he's got a hat-trick on his debut. He's got the winner at Old Trafford. Um, he's proven himself to be a nerveless finisher in front of goal. He's got that almost Jermaine Defoe, Kevin Phillips-esque ability to hit the ball really low and really hard and really accurately without adjusting his feet. And he works really hard. I think you'll find many, many West Brom fans who'll say that he's lazy on the pitch. I mean, there are, there are attitude problems there, but it's largely doing to do with dumb things he's done off-field. He's not a Balotelli player who would sulk and, you know, stand there with his arms folded or arms on his hips. It's a sad thing for him, actually, that he's got this reputation as being a, a bad egg. Because he doesn't even do any bad egg things on the pitch. Uh, he's he, 100% work rate. And as a journalist, I'm lucky enough to, well, I've interviewed him as well. And I quite liked him personally. Though obviously anyone can like anyone if they only speak to them for about 15 minutes, of course. But I, I quite liked him. There's no problem with his work rate. But off the field, he just does dumb things like, you know, he's already had a driving ban. He's got caught drinking. He's done the stupid. The nitrous oxide thing, uh, laughing gas, um, and he liked it's all this social media nonsense. Well, he liked a tweet that said he might be going leaving the club, and it's just it's it's just just stupid stuff. Thank you, Andy Jones, for that. If you want to follow him on Twitter, you can find him at Andy Jones Wright. That's Wright as with as with a pen, not David Wright. And you can also find at London Daggies, uh, which he 
is part of, I guess. I um, think with um, uh, tweets of condolence, judging by what he said there. Yeah, exactly. Eight games without a shot on target, including a game against Aston Villa. Could you imagine? Oh, no, that's right. We lost 1-0 at Villa Park. We can't imagine. So, unsurprisingly, I think we know what to expect from West Brom. Four guys across the back, big guys, letting us have the ball, try and break them down, long ball counter-attacking. Do you think we have... Uh, we possess the tools to break them down, Nick. I think we do. I really think we do. We've still got an exciting talent in squad. We've still got the likes of um, Johnny Williams in there who can come on as an impact sub. We've got um, Townsend. Uh, we've got um, what's his face, Punchin, who can play all over and can was beginning to show signs of controlling games, getting in and getting shots. Um, and I think, um, yeah, pod, bib, I'd, I'd hate to say, because, you know, we talked about a season of condolences. I'm thinking about this being a relegation six-pointer already. <laughs> Spoken like a true Crystal Palace fan. <laughs> um, being the plastic that I am, I was in uh, Berlin for a wedding when we played Valencia. And um, I was very delighted to turn on Twitter and see that Connor Wickham had scored twice and one of them coming from across with a lovely flick. Do you think this will be the season, Tab, that we finally get to see some joy down the flanks getting the ball into Connor Wickham and scoring goals? I possibly think so, to be honest. I mean, we've made... The, the signing of Andros Townsend is something which he's, he's had in his, his pre-season has honestly been something to admire. I don't think I've ever seen as much promise from any player such as Townsend in recent years. I think he's a fresh face that's going to do a lot. I think he can supply quite a few crosses, not as much, because he does like to go through the middle more often than crossing. But I think, I mean, Papa Suarez looked quite good against Valencia on Saturday in terms of getting balls into the box. It's an area of his game which he has improved quite a lot um, compared to last season. Um, so I think it's something we can look forward to this season. So hopefully we'll show views of that on Saturday against West Brom. Yeah, well, I was encouraged by the two goals as well because I obviously spoke up Connor Wickham so much when he joined, but he, was, he had such a stop-start season last year with suspensions and injuries and so on. So I really hope that he can stay fit because I can see him scoring goals with the supply, supply lines that we have now. Um, I've actually um, put him up front in my fan duel team. Ah, there you go. And I've also put the West Brom goalie in goal, simply because if he makes has to make loads of saves, he'll get more points. It's not about clean sheets on Sam Jewell, apparently. But yeah, that's our link to our sponsor there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, You can find them at fanduel.co.uk, and you can select a team every week, um, so it doesn't get you pinned down to having one team for the whole season. Um, Talking of strikers. Um, we heard Andy talk about Sado Berahino there. Um, undoubted quality, but attitude problems off the pitch, talking of driving bands, general drinking of alcohol, taking laughing gas. Um, sounds like a great night out, if I'm honest. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we've obviously been heavily linked with him. Uh, how do you think he would do alongside Conor Wickham, Mr Gillard? Speaking to um, Nick Grant, a very good baggies friend of mine, he's a Berahino on his day. Is the best player he's ever seen, and he's been he's, he's, he's nearly seventy. Nick, he's been been going to the Hawthorns for many, many, many years. You know, he, he puts him up there with Laurie Cunningham as 
you know, great West Brom players on their day. But he said it's it's the inconsistency. And I'm afraid we've had too much inconsistency. Mm. We, we've had too much of that at Palace. And that's what's separating us from being a top-table team. We need players who can give consistent performance. Uh, and much like we're getting rid of one in Belassi, he doesn't perform consistently. I don't want to get one in, mm. you know. You know, Tav, do you think we are more likely to get Berahino or Anitrabi? <laughs> what a question, man. <laughs> no, in Palace, Anitrabi. I really do think so. I, I, can, I can see it happening. It would be one of the most Palace things ever, <laughs> so why not? <laughs> um, obviously, we have... Um, well, I would say the se- it's the second return of Tony Pulis to Sellhurst after his um, unsavoury S exit um, back in August 2015. Um, will you be booing him, Tav? Um, well, good for, I think it's a good thing for Pulis that I'm actually on holiday um, on Saturday, <laughs> um, so I won't be able to give him abuse. But I don't... I mean, the way he left was harsh, but it's football at the end of the day. It's something which we've become used to. Um, I mean, if I was there, I'd just look at him and think... You're you're wrong and you're wrong and right. Would it interest you to know? Not necessarily that... the um, opinion of uh, Homesdale Radio itself. <laughs> <laughs> Although definitely the opinion of RedandBlueArmy.co.uk. So, <laughs> um, Tony Pulis, since he left Stoke, has played against former teams. So that includes obviously Stoke and Crystal Palace as West Brom manager seven on seven occasions winning six of them, which is quite a fantastic record, scoring 10 goals and conceding just five. The only loss, encouragingly, for the weekend was when we turned them over 2-0 at Sellers Park last season. So, do you think um, we can get a repeat of this or do you think Pulis is going to pull the the Pulis magic off again and bore us to death and then nick a late winner? What do we reckon? Well, like Sunderland last season... Yes. No. Um, can I just go back to what Tav just said when he said it's football? I shall be booing Pulis because it's not football. It's anti-football. It is the opposite of what football should be. And, if you know, that's how he his vision of football, um, and I'll say this for Nick Grant because he's sick of him, absolutely sick of him, and I'll tell him to go and retire somewhere, go down to Rocky or something. But yeah, because he's just bad for the game. Bad for the game, both on and off the field as well. But um, we won't talk any more about that. Um, I will. Sorry, I forgot your um, initial question, Terence. After my rant, it's okay, mate. We'll just we'll I will work all season long on just seamlessly moving on from your your rants. It's okay, mate. (laughs) Um, But Tony Tony Pulis, I will be looking at him and. And with a lot of disdain, whether I can actually pluck up the desire to boo him or not will be, remain to be seen and probably be directly related to how many pints I've had before the match. Um, now we're going to move on to our predictions. This will be a weekly feature. And all throughout the season, we're going to keep a tally of the predictions here at HRL Radio. Um, and we're also going to take on the listeners' predictions. Earlier today, we took the social media to ask who you, um, what you thought would happen. And here are some of the predictions that we got. Matt Atkinson's gone for a 2-1 Palace win. Ben Fleury's gone for a Desmond, a 2-2. Glenn Gooderham, 1-0 win for West Brom, will get Pulist. 
Jason Rourke, 3-1 Palace. Michael Wills, 1-0 for Palace with a via a penalty. Very precise there. And Mr. Optimistic, Mark R, whoever you are, 7-1 to Palace with Wickham to score all five. With score five of the seven. Um, before I ask for your predictions, I'm going to hit you with some stats. Hey, listen here. It's the attack of the stats. It's the stat attacks. The head-to-head record with West Brom is 21 victories for West Brom, 16 for Palace with 14 draws. And at Sellers is nine wins for Palace versus West Brom's eight. So they will be looking to level that up this weekend. Meetings last season, uh, 2-0 at home, as we've already talked about, with Balassi and Kabaya scoring the goals. And then there was, of course, the infamous 3-2 loss up at the Hawthorns with West Brom racing into a 3-0 lead before Wickham pulled it back with two great goals. But we couldn't quite find the equaliser. Last year, West Brom lost that opening fixture 3-0 to Manchester City. Meanwhile, Palace beat Norwich 3-1 with uh, the previously mentioned Johan Kabaya scoring on his debut. And our biggest win against West Brom came in a 4-0 victory in the 1972-73 season. In 88-89, they beat us 5-3. Do you remember that one, Nick? Not really, no. It sounds like it was standout, but... Um, it does. A little bit before my time. Right, I, so... I just seem to remember us always, when we were in the uh, uh, Division 2 Championship, whatever it's called this week, um, drawing 2-all with them. We always seemed to draw 2-all, and it was always West Brom, one of the um, sort of... Like us, a lot like us, West Brom, I see them. Do you know what I mean? With their going up and coming down and going up again. Very, very much like us with a sort of fan base as well. But, yeah. Cool. Right, so we're going to now move on to... (laughs) We're going to move on to our predictions now. Um, As I said earlier, we're going to keep a tally of these through the season. So we'll basically see who is the worst out of all of us. I think that's more important than seeing who the best is. Um, so, Mr. Sanasi, I will start with you. What is your prediction for the weekend? I am going to go with 2-0 to Palace and Conor Wickham to score and also Andros Townsend. OK, and Mr. Gillard? I'm going to go 3-1 Palace um, with West Brom going 1-0 up. Uh, but um, we will score with goals from Dan, um, Townsend, and uh, substitute Kai Kai. Okay. Um, I am going to go for 1 0 Palace win, um, scoring late through Jason Punchin. Uh, hopefully, he can start a season off faster than he has done in previous years. We got to wait until January. <laughs> wait until January for punchins to get started, of course. Homestyle Radio Preview Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Before we leave you like Pulis in August, time is running out to submit your first team for the weekend's FanDuel fixtures. Visit FanDuel.co.uk. Register using the promo code Palace and enter one of the contests. If you do not win FanDuel, we'll refund up to £10. That sounds pretty good to me. Right, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you very much, Tav and Nick, for joining me today. You're welcome. No worries. And thank you guys for listening. Remember to tune in on Sunday from 8pm for the West Brom Review. Get your socials in. We want your four-word reviews and all your thoughts on the game 
and we will be back with you next week for the Spurs Away preview when we will be, we will be joined by Seb Stafford-Law from the Rule of Roost podcast and 442.com Thanks guys Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses OptiStats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match day with FanDuel and just for Homestale radio listeners we've got an extra special offer right now when you sign up use the promo code PALACE that means if you don't make money in your first contest FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to £10 so go to FanDuel.co.uk and use the promo code PALACE to grab the offer now what are you waiting for? Terms apply over 18s only please play responsibly The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.